What's happening? Welcome back to another week. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I do want to start with something that came to my attention over the weekend. Raymundo, the guy that runs all the sound on the show, he's our audio producer. He wants to get Botox now. What is this about? Well, it's actually called a Brotox, and apparently now that I'm 35, I'm showing my age a little bit with wrinkles, so I got talking to my wife, and a company in town said, if I start to uh, forward the movement of Brotox, they will give it to me for free. Yeah! Well, it's still Botox. I mean, Brotox is just a funny name for it. Well, a lot of guys think that it's just uh, for females, but also lines make you look older. And with Brotox, it actually will trim off about 10 years of your age. Yeah! Wait, so you want to look 25? (laughs) My wife suggested it to me, um, and then she did a poll on her Instagram. About 1,400 people said, yes, Raymundo needs to get Brotox. Yeah. Okay, boy, okay. Can I ask though why you're anxious and looking a lot younger? I've never obviously had Botox or had, or, but I'm kind of okay with physically. Where I, I just look a little older because I am older. I think as a guy, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with as a girl either. But I don't know what a girl thinks about you know Botox or lip injections. I have no idea what's happening there. But I know as a guy, I think guys are cool to be older. Why are you worried about that? Well, I did have a lot of years when I was working in the lumber mill, a lot of heavy machinery and stuff, and it did wear on my face and stuff like that. So to, if I could it, use something that technology has been advanced to where I can look younger, why not? I, I, that's what I say. And if you stood right next to me, who looks younger? You. You think so? Yeah, you look younger for sure. I mean, Ray definitely tries with a hat backwards, which you're not doing anymore. But, I mean, I feel like if he took his hat off, he's definitely balding in the back and oh, all that. Dang. So I would say you. How much does Brotox cost? Uh, I think it's in the hundreds of dollars. So luckily I got the hookup. Are you supposed to mention a company? Don't do it here. Don't no, do it no, right now. I, no, no, no. I'm good. They just said, listen, if you just start to do it, if people see it on your Instagram that you're looking younger, then they're going to want to go to this place. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. I don't care. My wife is in full support. She's going and holding my hand through the entire operation. And you think if you just post pictures of you on Instagram, people are going to go, hey, wow, Ray, you look a lot younger. I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, that's what they do, so don't tell them that it's not going to work. But I am all in on Brotox. Yeah! Is there a record for yes in a segment? (laughs) (laughs) He's betting the over on that. Wow. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? I mean, Brotox? I I don't even honestly don't know what Botox is or what it does. Like, I'm assuming that's the one they inject and it puffs and it just takes wrinkles out. But again, that's even temporary, right? Like, that stuff just goes away. Botox, what it does, you, you like pop it into your forehead. This is limited knowledge, okay? Just <laughs> all dudes talking about Botox. I have but no idea. This is what you do. And I'll go to Mike for a sec. He's on the computer over there doing research. What you do is you inject it into your head, and it pretty much, like, it doesn't allow movement yeah. in, in the rest of your forehead. What does it do, Mike, officially? It uh, stops the muscles from contracting. So it out. what's it say? Smooths it out. So the, it doesn't work anymore. Like all the muscles are just kind of dead. Therefore, your face just doesn't move when you're talking. Pretty much. Interesting. The, the upper part of it. See, I think guys like like you know you look at these older actors like Harrison Ford and like Clooney and the, and even like Brad Pitt. He looks cool in wrinkles. Like I don't think it's a bad look to have wrinkles. I bet you they still got a lot of work done. Oh, they got Botox too. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Anything else you found over there, Mike? That's it. Okay, Ray. When are you gonna get this? 
I'm going in today, so you what? Got, yeah, next today? Time, yeah, you guys ain't even gonna recognize me next time you see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Do you, you think tomorrow I walk in the office and I'm like, "Are you Ray's son?" You just say, "Hey, kid, how hey. you doing?" <laughs> well, I didn't know you were gonna come in tomorrow. Okay, uh, good luck, Ray. Thank you. You already lined it up for free, and you didn't have any talked about it on the show yet. They don't give a rip, honestly. They, they just said there's not enough bros that know about it, so do your part, and I said I will. Okay. Uh, we can't wait to see what happens with Ray's bro talks. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I remember you mentioning you thought you had a shady mailman recently. I wanted to tell you what's been going on at our house. My daughter's birthday was last week, and when I checked the mail Saturday, there was an empty envelope in our mailbox. It was from my aunt, so I called her to find out what it was supposed to be. She said a birthday card with a $10 Target gift card. A few weeks before that, my mom had mailed each of my two kids a St. Patrick's Day card with $5 in it. My son showed up, but my daughters never did. I think we have some shady mail business going on. Should I approach my mailman about it? What do you think, Kristen in Arizona? Thank you for your email. Mm. I'll say this. I don't have a shady mailman. One of my friends does. I'll tell you what happened, and I'll just make a little mini announcement here. Um, one of my groomsmen in my wedding is my friend Ahmad. And I sent Ahmad, because I was able to give the people that are in my wedding as a gift, I got everybody a nice watch um, with it, the engraving in it that says your name and your groomsman. And so I wasn't able to see him in person. He's in Texas. He's got a new baby. He's not really going out a lot. And so I I mailed it to him and somebody signed for it and it never got there. And not only did somebody sign for it, the person who signed for it was the mailman and it still never got there. So we've been trying to figure out where is this watch? So that's the shady mailman business. Regarding this, I would say, yes, that stinks that that gift card is gone, but it could have been opened at any point in it being mailed from the person who grabbed it when you sent it. It could have been the mailman there when they sent it. It could have been somebody in the middle who saw a gift card through the envelope. It could have been the mailman. So I don't know that I would go accusing your mailman of stealing a gift card quite yet. I think what I would do is say, hey, we got an envelope that the gift card had fallen out. You didn't happen to have that. It didn't fall in your truck, did it? Like I would Mm -hmm. present it like that. Because they'll probably be like, no, sorry. And they probably didn't take it. They probably didn't steal it, honestly. But I think presenting it like that, one, if they were stealing, they'd know, I got an eyeball on you. But if they weren't, they would just go, oh, that that stinks. And no, we don't have it. So that would be my suggestion. Amy, what do you think about that? Yeah, I like that approach. That way you're not accusing anybody and they don't have to get defensive. And I don't know. I mean, that's just, there's so many different think people it could be it doesn't mean it's the mailman so i feel bad accusing the mailman it could have been any of the mailmen or male women all the way through (laughs) the process mail people people. yeah and also if someone's mailing a gift card make sure you double layer that thing so you can't see the gift card like a little bit of that i put it on the person who sent it did y'all know you can't mail pills wait what huh (laughs) well (laughs) okay I don't. I didn't know this till recently, unless somebody just took the pills and they thought they were something else. But 
I had ordered my friends some pills that were helped like with stress, like they're legal over the counter pills, right? But they do help bring your cortisol levels down. And so I had some and I ordered her some, but they wouldn't deliver to her in like a week. So I thought, well, I'll mail her a card with some Ziploc bag. Well, this sounds shady. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Full of a Ziploc bag with just a few of the pills just to get her by until the bottle arrived, right? Well, she never got the card and I never knew it. And I was like, that's weird. She never said anything about the card. Like I wrote a really nice card and like, here's some pills, like nothing. And then all of a sudden she got these bottles in the mail and the card explained the bottle. So finally I realized she never got them. And then she was like, I think probably because you mailed me pills, like the envelope. I put enough stamps on there. I mean, I just guessed like, well, this did looks you, a Did you bit. put enough for a fi- for a legal pills? You put I don't know, <laughs> but I didn't think, I don't know if like I just didn't mail it right, but I'm just saying in a regular envelope, like a birthday card type situation, you can't have, you can't, you probably can't put pills inside or <laughs> I don't know to cons- I, maybe someone can leave a, a voicemail or call in and explain like what's allowed to be mailed or not, because somehow that envelope Mail makes it all over the world, but that letter didn't make it to her. Well, you can mail anything if you don't get caught. Did you? Was it just like an envelope and you could see the pills in it? No, but I mean, it was a little bumpy. Yeah, you got to put it in a box, Amy. Yeah, probably. I just, listen, I didn't but have hey, time listen, to go always, find the box. Always put contraband in a box. That's my rule about <laughs> <Right>. life. <laughs> uh, Mike, did you find what you can and can't mail? You can't mail anything prescription, but it doesn't say anything about over-the-counter. Well, I mean, how are they going to know? It's in a Ziploc bag. Well, they, that is not pres- <laughs> right. I don't know. This, this <laughs> just seems shady. Listen, the Target gift card, talk it out. Ask if it fell in the truck. Otherwise, just tell the people they're sending them to you to cover them up a little better. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. Number five. A guy in Phoenix had to have part of his femur, hip, and glute removed after a bone cancer diagnosis two years ago. So just walking again was a huge ordeal. But he used to run marathons, so his goal was to finish one again, and he just did it. He spent 12 and a half hours to get 26.2 miles, and his surgeon supported him by also going along with him. And they were in San Diego. They video chatted the whole time. The surgeon was on the phone. Oh, wow. That's yeah, cool. he didn't actually walk awesome. beside him. But it, he did it over 12 and a half hours and didn't stop and completed his, his marathon. Number four. A woman in Detroit says her faith in people is restored after two 15-year-old kids found her dog running around, brought it to her house, and sat on her porch for 45 minutes to make sure she got it back. Here she is talking about him. They had been sitting there for 45, 50 minutes, and they found him in the other neighborhood, and he led them home. Those boys are so sweet. To know I'm in a neighborhood where we look out for each other, and, you know, there's good people out there still. Number three. A cop and a paramedic got called to the same emergency at a restaurant, and now those two are engaged. He wanted to ask for a number and didn't have a chance to, but luckily she found him on Facebook and liked his page. Oh, Interesting. So since they were called to the same spot at the same time, they met. Now they're getting married. Love That's it. pretty cool. That's a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a movie. Number two. A guy in Texas named Marcos Perez has been donating blood every two weeks for 37 years, specifically blood platelets, which takes longer and is a bit more painful. 
When he was a baby, a blood transfusion saved his life, so he wanted to do it too. So in 1984, when he became old enough, he started giving blood. He is on his 962nd blood donation. He's about to hit 1,000. He's helped just under 3,000 people. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Number one. And your number one story, I'll ask you this question. A new study found the biggest things that make people happy are blank. Family? Correct. That's number one. Um, Pets. Dogs? Uh, a sense of community is number two. <laughs> that kind of fits in there. <laughs> and being in nature is number three. Oh, I was going to say bird watching. Oh. <laughs> you know what did not make the top five? Mm-hmm. What? Money. Oh, that's right. Because people aren't honest when they answer these surveys. They want to seem like a good person. They act like they care about their family. In fact, places that had more money had lower happiness scores. Interesting. Okay. How do you hey, you know that? what they yeah, say. Yeah, the Hamptons. Let me tell you, they're real unhappy in the Hamptons. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, if you go ask them how they really feel, more money, more problems. Yeah, okay, as they're sitting on their yacht right there in the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah, oh, miserable guys. This is sucks. All right, there you go. That's the Good News Countdown. That was the Good News Countdown. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Congratulations to Charlie Worsham and his wife, Kristen. They welcomed their first child, a baby boy named Gabriel Thomas, on April 1st. Keith Urban will be on Taylor Swift's album called Fearless, Taylor's version, featuring songs from her vault. Keith and Taylor duet together on her song, That's When. And then Keith also sang harmonies on her song, We Were Happy. Riley Green has been cooking so much during the pandemic that it's changed his outlook for the future. I guess something else I've been doing is cooking a lot. I've always enjoyed cooking. That was sort of one of those things where when I built my house, that was the main thing I was looking forward to, was having my own house, my own kitchen. Like I was like going and buying these little wok little things. I thought that was gonna be the coolest thing ever. I didn't get to use it. You know, we eat on pizza on the bus and, and hotels and on the road and, and being home for a while, I started like looking up recipes and maybe one day I can be domesticated and, and be the cooking husband or something. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. So now that we're starting to come out of the pandemic, people are going, okay, what do we do good during the pandemic? And so they did this massive survey. Most people now have a priority in giving because they've seen struggle all around them. So most people have been affected in a way where they're like, you know what? I kind of found a place to give to. And most of them have been children's charities where kids are sick. So there has been a lot of struggle, but we're starting to see the little blips. Another one of the the little blips that we're seeing that's amazing is movies at home. (laughs) You like that. Never have to go to the movie theater again. That is a gift. That's a good one, too. Mm -hmm. Most Americans have made a monetary donation to charitable causes during COVID-19, way more than before COVID-19. Older Americans focus on monetary. Younger Americans donate. Time? Yeah, time. Most Americans want to donate to organizations helping kids, providing food to individuals, or who are homeless. So that was a good story to read here this morning. Yeah. That's Tell Me Something Good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, let's give this game a run here. I'll give you an event, either music, pop culture, or history. Tell me what decade it happened in. We'll get all the dudes playing here. Lunchbox, Eddie, Raymundo. I'll give it to you, and you just tell me what, what decade, okay? 80s, uh, 90s, 2000s, or 2010s, okay? Okay, all right. All right. All right. Friends debuts on NBC. Mm-hmm. Write your answer down. Friends debuts on NBC. 
Lunchbox? 90s. Eddie? I have the 90s. Ray? I went 80s. The year was 1994. Ooh. It was the 90s. Come on. What decade did Tom Brady win his first Super Bowl? You have the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, or the 2010s. Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl in what year? And then think about that, what decade? Everybody in? In. In. Lunchbox? 2000s. Eddie? I have 2000s. Ray? Give me the 90s. <laughs> the year was 2002. It's the 2000s. <laughs> Ray's so far over. Uh, next up, the very first iPhone is released. Hmm. hmm. What decade is the very first very first iPhone released? Got Everybody it. in? In. Lunchbox. I have 2011. Well, that's not a decade. So well, I don't know the. De- I, what do you call that? The tens. The 2010s. Okay, Eddie. Uh, so I think I was in college when that was going on, so I'm going to go 2000s. Raymundo? I got the 2010s. Well, two things have happened here. One person is for sure the leader, and one person still hasn't got one right. Uh, the person that's 0 for 3 is Ray. And uh, Eddie, you get, it's 2007. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, Eddie, you were in college a long time. Well, I was using that Jet commercial as a reference. Yeah! Oh, are you going to be my girl? Right? Uh, next up, Garth Brooks releases his debut album called Garth Brooks. I'm in. 80s, 90s, 2000s, or 2010s? Lunchbox? Uh, the 80s. Eddie? Oh, that's going to be late 80s, Bones. Ray? 80s. Ray, let me see that you wrote down 80s. It's on my computer. I mean, it flipped the whole thing around. Abby's right here. <laughs> Abby, <laughs> here she goes. It, did I not, or did I put 80s? Yes. No, he did. Thank okay. you. Hey, Abby, what's it like to work beside Ray every day? Fuck. Can she hear me? <laughs> Abby, what's it like to work beside Ray every day? <laughs> That's funny. It's very entertaining. <laughs> That's all I Why? can say. Why? What, 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 give me behind the scenes, the BTS of working with Raymundo. Well, for one thing, uh, he sprays the spray on his face every morning at the same time. What and spray is that? I don't even know what it is. It's like this magic spray. What is it? I have no idea. It's toner but that's or funny. But it's toner or something. But he sprays it every day. Okay. Yes, and I'm trying to answer the phones, and he's very, very loud, and I can't overhear. So sometimes I have to go in the hallway. And what is he yelling? Why is he so loud? I don't even know. Why are you so loud? You're right by the mic, and you're still yelling. <laughs> and all his yous. I can't do that. The you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Abby. Anyway, yes. All right. There we go. Uh, the answer is 1989. It was the 80s. Yeah. Oh. We'll do two more. How about Instagram was launched? What decade was that? The Instagram app was launched. In. Huh. Lunchbox, you in? Yeah. What do you got? I have 2010s. Eddie? I'm going to go 2000s. Ray? 2010s. Is the 2010s. Yeah! Dang. Instagram was launched in 2010. There you go. So right now we have a tie with one to go. The first Harry Potter book was released in the United States. <laughs> Hold on. Man, when... 
I don't think any of you three read them. No, no, never. no chance. Not a chance. I'm not a nerd. Okay, I don't think nerds read Harry Potter. I wish I would read Harry Potter. Mike, do you read Harry Potter? Yep. You like there him? There you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Morgan read Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Ready? Oh, man. Ah, this is hard. The first Harry Potter book is released in the U.S. Mm. All right, I wrote something down. Lunchbox. I put 2000s because M2 can't read it until she's like at least 10. She was born <laughs> in the 90s, so had to be 2000s. Eddie? I had two used Morgan number two as the reference, so I went 2000s. Ray? 2000s. 1997. <gasps> so it was the 90s. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, sudden death. Buzz yeah. in with your answer as soon as you know it. Okay, right. here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Yeah. Yell your name. The question is, what year, what decade did the finale... Of the TV show. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. It's going to be the 2000s. Incorrect. Dang. Oh, got him. The TV show I'm talking about is Seinfeld. Yeah, let him finish, man. Dang, I thought he was going office because he paused so long. The Seinfeld finale airs in what decade, Eddie? You want it, something funny about this is I would have just guessed 2000s because I feel like it was towards the end of the 90s. I was leaning towards 2000, but since he said it, let's go 90s. It's 1999. I'm the answer you right is now. 1998. Eddie is our winner. Yeah! Woo! Uh, which, by the way, special for you. This decades game because you were the only one on our show born in the seventies. Seventy nine by the year, yes. Yeah, it's not Eddie's like a, I was. Like, Eddie's a seventies kid. It's not like I was discoing or anything, Bones. I was, what was Woodstock like? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was in the sixties though. All right, Eddie, congratulations, Bones. Thanks, Bones. There he is, big winner today. Yeah. Big winner. Woo. We're about to have an eight-year-old on the phone here, who broke the Girl Scout record for cookies, thirty-two thousand four hundred eighty-four boxes in one season. Dang. She sold online in front of her house, and once she started selling a lot, she started going, how can I use this to give back? And so that's exactly what she did. It's all about her community, cancer research, and she just continued to sell, and she's about to be on in just one second. She also had childhood cancer, and so that was why it was important to her. I just love getting kids on that make a difference, and I believe she's on now. Eight years old, third grader in Southern California. Lily, thank you for coming on the show. Wow. Hi, Lily. Are you just the belle of the ball right now? Everybody's like, wow, Lily, you did so great. Yes, yes. Thank you. So tell our listeners what you did to sell all these cookies. I did a lot of deliveries, and I also did a booth of my house. That really helps, too. Um, I also did sell online. People from every state and even other countries bought cookies from you, and those will be sent out to hospitals, homeless centers, and to troops overseas. How neat is it to actually help out other people at the same time? It's so awesome. It feels like there's a million needs because all these people are donating. I never thought this many people would want to donate. It just means so much to me. Do you have a favorite musical artist that you listen to? Um, yes, Katy Perry. I love American Idol. That's my favorite show, though. I, I like, watch it every night. I love it. <laughs> oh, well, that's really cool. Did you know I'm on that show? Yes, I did. 
I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, Katie's on there for sure. Do you like anyone on this season of American Idol so far? Yes, I like the one, um, the one, the blonde. Um, he's blonde. He he made it. He made it. He made it into the finals. Well, that's really cool. I'll tell him you said hello. Is your mom there with you? Yes. Hello. Hello. Are you Trish, the mom? I am. Trish, how crazy is it to see Lily do something that? Not only is a great thing for her, right, but also to give back. And you know, you're you're seeing cookies being donated to all over all over the world. It's unreal. You know, people. The number one question that we get is, how how could you possibly have helped your daughter sell over thirty thousand boxes of cookies? But you know, Lily was born with cancer, so this life and these moments are what we fought for every day. And it's a it's a dream to watch her pull that wagon and reach for her dreams and to see the world respond how they did and are is magic. It really, really is. Did you guys set out to break a record? And if you didn't, how, how did you, at what point did you know, oh boy, we are selling a lot of cookies? We didn't even know there was such thing. We, we, we had no idea. At the beginning of the season, Lily's goal was to sell 5,000 boxes so that she could earn her trip to Fiji and Australia. And she reached her 5,000 boxes in pre-sales. So from there, she decided, okay, mom, how many boxes do I have to sell so that I could start feeding the homeless and buying food for the homeless? So I said, okay, then you have to sell 10,000 boxes. So she did that in a few days. And we, we were told one number was the top selling number. She had to pull out almost 10,000 boxes, and she did it a week early. Well, thank you for sharing some time with us. And I want to tell Lily the same thing if you put her back on the phone. We just really yes. appreciate you guys. Lily! Yeah. Lily! Hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see Katy Perry tonight. I'm going to tell her you said hello, okay? Because we're shooting some American Idol, and I'm going to go up, and I have this picture of you from the news, and I'm going to say, Lily Bumpus said hello, and um, I bet she's going to say hello back. Oh, my God! Thank you! <laughs> okay, oh and everybody can follow Lily. Lily, say your say your last name. Bumpus. B-U-M-P-U-S. Okay, so follow at Lily Bumpus underscore give forward. That's her Instagram. Lily Bumpus underscore give forward. Lily, you are A plus and the best. Congratulations. Big things ahead for you. You have a heart of gold. Okay, kid? Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Lily. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Here's Amy's pile of stories. I'm in for Amy, and here's the exact amount of friends you need to be successful. Intimate, super close friends. How many do you think you have, Eddie? Five. That's five. the answer. You need five intimate friends. Yeah. Who are so close to you, they would give you a kidney if you needed it. Would you give me a kidney if I needed it? Absolutely. What do you think twice about it? Then there we go. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, let me think how many super close friends I have. Hi, Amy. That's two. <laughs> and the list stops. <laughs> no, no. I have, like, I have friends that I don't talk to even every month, but I know that if I needed... Uh, help, money, a kidney, they'd be there right away. Andy Roddick, him, who, who is you know one of my dearest friends, but we don't talk that often because I don't talk much and he doesn't either. Mm-hmm. But I know, dang it, if something was wrong, he'd be right there. But it's 
But then it's people like you two who I talk to every day for two hours a day, you know? Right, and don't have any money to give you. That's true. It is true. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just about money, though. You need 12 to 15 supportive friends. These are friends who'd be very upset if you died. You need about 50 solid friends that you'd invite to a party, a birthday party. And then you need about... Uh, 150 in total, all together, like just buds. Friends, buds, super close, and then acquaintances. 150 seems like a big number. That is a lot. Like, you ever thought about how many people are going to go to your funeral? (sighs) Not really. No, I don't think so. I think the situation's a little weird for me, because I don't like death anyway. Yeah. So I try not to think about the funeral stuff. It is a little morbid, but I do think about it sometimes. Sometimes I think about it, and I wonder, you know, like, at the end of my life, how many people will actually show up? I'm hoping a lot. Mm, I think a lot would show up. I also think if you die old, or you die, like, right now, when you're in the middle of something like this show. I think if you die right now, you'd have a lot of people there, because you're in a lot of people's lives every morning. Right. You'd probably do it open. It'd probably be like Prince. It'd be full, ten thousand people. <laughs> Just a line out the door. I'd play. I'd play half of a Raging Idiot song and leave all your parts out. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when you get your McDonald's drive-through order, your number one goal is usually keeping those fries hot and crispy. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. Best fry. Period. Do you agree with that or no? Yes, hands down. McDonald's, fantastic. Yeah. Even more so, you think than Whataburger? Uh, Whataburger fries aren't my favorite, but they go great with the food, so I take it. What about Chick-fil-A? They're waffle fries. Fine, but not McDonald's. No, I agree, not McDonald's. Conventional wisdom says you should roll down the top of the bag to keep the heat in, but it turns out that's how to get soggy fries. you got to keep the bag open because what happens is when the heat goes to the top of the paper, it keeps the heat in, which then salt wets them, soggies them. Oh, Let's yeah. be real, though. Do the fries ever make it home? Come on. Nah, they don't. Not really. really. <laughs> I'm convinced, too, if I ever order something with fries from Uber Eats or Postmates, a fifth of them are eaten by the person driving the food. Bones, I know a driver that admitted yeah. to me that he ate that food. I would even, like, I told you one time, driver pulls up, gets out of the car, goes into his trunk, and opens it up, and the food was in there. I tipped him extra, because I was like, I know he did not eat my food. Huh. Unless he pulled over right before I put it in the trunk. <laughs> Top hobbies we've gotten better at during the pandemic. Number five, playing an instrument. I played less instrument. Yeah, me too. I went to Eddie because Eddie and I are going to announce something in the coming weeks. Like, that I think people are going to love. Not just about the Raging Eddie, but something even bigger. And I told Eddie, I said, hey, we got to practice. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I haven't even touched my guitar in a year, really. Have you? I mean, I play it every now and then, but since we're all close quarters with quarantine, they're always just like, please stop. Like, we're just trying to live our lives. <laughs> At number four, knitting, embroidery, that kind of stuff. Number three, making art. Which, Eddie, you started diamond painting. Diamond painting, yes. It's beautiful. It's very therapeutic. And number two, preparing food, baking, cooking, and number one, doing something active like golf, running, yoga. Anything you have gotten better at, Eddie? Uh, I would say cooking. I've I've been cooking a lot, and especially with this air fryer that you got me for my birthday. I mean, we've been, I've been frying everything. A new study says you should never go to bed angry, and that's for sure true. The researchers found out when couples talked about their arguments and both felt better before they went to bed, they were less stressed the next day and felt better overall than couples who don't. Kaylin and I have differing communication styles when it comes to not agreeing on something. Explain. She likes, if, if it's like we can tell something's going to come up, she likes to get to it right away. Let's get it all out there immediately. I need, I need to go away for a minute. Oh, well, you're kind of the, the respond versus react. I, if I react, it's never good for me. It's a good point. I need to go away, collect my thoughts, 
figure out my strategy and how I'm going to win the fight, and then come back. But she likes to have it right then. But I don't want to react because if I react, I'm all like, come on! Or I'll just, I just ice her out. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? Just because I don't like how you're talking to me, I'm going to be quiet. Actually, it means I have nothing to say. I haven't th- figured it out yet. That's, I do that all the time. Too. That's so interesting. I wonder how that will evolve as your marriage goes on. Like, I wonder if you'll, you, you both will just sway either one way or the other. She doesn't sway often. No, but, but time changes that. I have met my match, and sometimes it annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> I would always be like, let's go. You want an argument? I can, I, I'll smart my way through this. Even if I know I'm not right and I'm still digging in. Oh, yeah. I can't do that with her. <laughs> Which stinks, you know? <laughs> uh, Blake is teaming up with Smithworks Vodka to create a line of hard seltzer lemonades. Blake Shelton will have a hard seltzer. It's a classic lemon. There's a ripe strawberry. There's a southern peach tea. Ray, what do you think about this? Yeah, the trouble with those lemonades, they get very sweet. So I'm, I'm very curious to see if he's able to do it so that it doesn't, you wake up with a raging hangover the next day. Does sugar create hangover? Is that what it is? That and the lemonade, for whatever reason, every company that's put out a lemonade, every single one is way too sweet. You can maybe only drink about one of them. Well, Blake Shelton releasing a hard seltzer. That's in the news. And that's Amy's Pile of Stories. Thank you. That was Amy's Pile of Stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this older lady was seeing some news stories about truck drivers during the pandemic and how, you know, they were kind of caught in the middle. Everything was slowing down, but they're still doing long haul things, keeping everything moving. And she's like, you know, I just don't really feel like they get the appreciation that they deserve. So her and her husband, Dick, they started, did I give you her name? It's uh, Perrin. Perrin and Dick began delivering batches between 75 to 100 personalized thank you cards every three to four weeks to truck stops near their home. And now they've totaled 1,000 cards total. Dang, they just drive it over to the truck stop. Yeah, and they're handmade cards, and they're just making sure that those people know that they're appreciated for what they contribute to society. You hear me say it now because I had to live that for four days. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have anything without Mm -hmm. truck drivers. We take it for granted at all of the, you know, moving around all. It's, it's very essential. So, yeah. Now, I don't know their exact age, but in this article, they are referred to as a senior couple. So elderly. You got to be elderly if your name's Dick. I just I don't know. see anybody. <laughs> That's under- why. And her name's Perrin. That's why it was important for me to mention their age. I know they are there that they are senior because a lot of times we're inspired by maybe a young person that's like 12 years old and they thought of the truck drivers. But look at this. Look at rep- Dick. Representing the elderly community, the seniors, that you too can make a difference as well. There you go. Thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? I hope you had a good weekend. Let's go over and do the morning corny. The morning corny. I'll be doing a frame here. How do you get a country girl's attention? How do you get a country girl's attention? Attract her. Oh, boy. Attract her. <laughs> Attract her. We got it. John Deere got it. Yeah, there you go. That was the morning corny. Hey, speaking of that, uh, John Deere Green on a hot summer night, it was just recently one year since Joe Diffie died, and oh. I saw a town near us. They had a big white water tower. Somebody crawled up there, and then John Deere Green wrote Billy Bob Love Charlene. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. One of my buddies had posted uh, a picture. They're like, this has happened in our town where literally somebody climbed the water tower and with John Deere green paint in big letters. And I think in letters, you know, how, how high, Eddie? 
Oh, gosh. Wait, hold on. I haven't seen sing the song. Uh, John Deere Green. On a hot summer night. Keep going. Keep going. He wrote Billy Bob Love, Love Charlene. In letters. Eight foot red. Oh, no. <laughs> eight foot red. What is it? Hey, come on, Eddie. Is I'm it eight? Eight? You think it sounds eight foot high? Do you think? No, no, no. Letters. Three foot. Th- three is correct. It's three? There it is. That's it. <laughs> We've been talking about our TikTok lanes on the show. I've kind of found mine, where I tell stories about country music, stuff that's happened to me. Um, Eddie's found his, where he opens up boxes. <laughs> that's, it's my favorite thing to follow on TikTok is Eddie's. Thanks, man. That's cool. I like that. And Lunchboxes is now eating used food, like half-eaten food he finds places randomly. I got to shout out Eddie. This is a fantastic idea. I've laughed out <laughs> loud since he talked. So, I don't know if people agree with me on that one, though. I just think, imagine you see a video of Lunchbox at a restaurant. Lunchbox, what's a restaurant you go to sometimes? Uh, Cheddar's. He's at Cheddar's. <laughs> and he's finishing his meal, and he sees a table over there that's already gone. They haven't busted it yet. But there's still some food on there, some half-eaten food. And Lunchbox goes, all right, I'm going to go over and have a bite of this. And he goes over and eats a bite of the sandwich and then reviews a half-eaten sandwich. Hilarious. I would follow that account. So... The idea is to eat random places around town, trash cans, restaurants, <laughs> movie theaters. Great. He, he, this is a softball, but this is your first one, right, Lunchbox? Yeah, this is my first one. It was the break room at work, and I was like, I mean, there's not that many people at work, so it can't be that bad, and I know the people at work, so it can't be too disgusting. So what did you eat? Uh, I looked in the trash can, and I found an empty wrapper of peanuts. There was no peanuts left, but there was some kind of, like, bar. like a. It looked almost like a Nutrigain bar kind of yeah. thing, so... I ate it. Here is Lunchbox's <laughs> first ever TikTok where he eats other people's half-eaten food action. Okay, my new thing. I'm eating things out of trash cans. That's right. People throw food away that can still be eaten. So I go in and I eat it. Break room at work, as you can see. Very nasty trash can. So we're going to take off the lid. Look at that. How much to eat this? How much to eat it? Will I do it? Here we go. <laughs> It has, uh, what do you call them things from this from this bag right here? What do you call that? Um, glitter. It does have some glitter on it. Mm. Not bad. Some kind of bar. Why would someone throw that away? <laughs> Funny. There's so much potential here. Funny. Uh, it did have glitter because there was some birth bag in there that had glitter on it, so it did have glitter on the bar. And does it gross you out at all? It's just another day in the life. Ah, just another day in the life. Didn't really phase me at all. Didn't nice. seem that gross at all. Are you worried about where this is going to go? Oh uh, yeah, that's that's one thing I am worried about. Like, where how far is too far? But we haven't reached that point yet, so we're good to go. <laughs> if you start to feel that it's too far, just make sure you record it. <laughs> okay, people will love it. All right, what is your name on TikTok? Same thing. Yeah, Radio Lunchbox. Same thing on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Radio Lunchbox. There you go. All right, it's now time for a segment we call Rejected Segments. How we're gonna do it differently this time is. One of them will put back into play. It's like in dodgeball when you get out, and then someone ca- on your team catches another te- another ball, and you get to come back in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Rejected segments from the month of March. From Mike D. Will it pierce? We bring in a professional piercing artist and write in a bunch of body parts on the wheel. You spin the wheel and then get that body part pierced that lands on. <laughs> so, so dumb. That's not coming back, right? That's staying rejected. <laughs> we'll have to vote. We'll vote later. <laughs> Also from Mike B, Mike D, guess the pee stream. All the guys record themselves <laughs> peeing. We listen and try to match the pee stream with the guy. We that's, were talking about prostate health, honestly, <laughs> and that's where it comes from. That's too easy. I think I'll get out first. 
Here is another one from Mike D. It's called Breaking Point. Before the show, we play a prank on Amy. We have her read a commercial over and over and over and over until she reaches her boiling point. We make bets on how long until she flips out and stops reading. <laughs> That's hilarious. Those are all funny, huh? There's a lot. of Mike D comes up with so many. There is also a credit card roulette, which is a game that you play at the oh, like, God. At restaurant. We've played this before. We all put our credit cards into a box. We draw them out one by one. The last credit card left in the box is a loser, and we get to decide as a show one random purchase to make on their card. <laughs> is that a Mike D special again? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that one? Nah. <laughs> Stay okay. rejected. Mike, as creative as he is, he does send in more bits than anybody else, so there's a lot of Mike D on here. <laughs> This one's pretty funny. Trying to buy things off Facebook Marketplace that are not for sale. Mike D said, I went on Facebook and saw someone was selling Pokemon cards. I wasn't interested in the cards, but noticed they were they were sitting on a very nice table. What if Lunchbox calls and tries to buy the table <laughs> instead of the Pokemon cards? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny enough as it is. I can't believe I missed that. He's writing it down. Lunchbox That's likes funny. It. That shower curtain behind you. <laughs> I don't care about the soap. That's not even a voting. We should just do that one. That's a good one. Okay, here's another one. Eddie suggested, I partied with Nico Moon last night. I know we don't talk about dreams, but I had an amazing dream last night. Nico Moon was hanging with me and my family at a lake house. <laughs> we had a dock and a boat and played his song Good Time the whole time. That was fun. I mean, you basically did the whole segment. Yeah, I don't get that one. It's a great dream, though. Rejected segments. Another rejected segment from Lunchbox called the bonehead after dark amy's always getting to tell bad jokes like slightly more adult jokes later in the show so he wanted to try bonehead after dark which in the bonehead it's always idiots doing something and in the end they just go to jail you know nothing bad ever happens to them really but he wants to do bonehead after dark where people die oh jeez and he died early in the morning i get not wanting them to die but after dark, is, it seems like death should be allowed. So so as the day goes, it's okay for them to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After 8.30, we can talk about death. Yep. Okay. Um, here's another one that Eddie sent in. He said, this is a challenge for Lunchbox. Lunchbox was telling me that his wife has been trying to find friends that have kids to go on play dates with. This is a universal struggle among parents, finding friends that have kids that could be friends with your kids. Here's my bid idea. Lunchbox goes up to moms in the park and tries to get their phone number, but for his quote-unquote wife. <laughs> yeah, he uses the whole thing like, I want you, I, I think you'd be a good friend for my wife. What's your number? <laughs> See how many numbers he gets. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, that's just risky. That's, that one's risky. <laughs> a little dangerous. Could put the marriage in jeopardy on that one. Here's one that Ray just wants free stuff. Ray said, I want to know if Bass Pro Shop can hook it up. Since our studio is named the Bass Pro Shop Studio. And I guess they're not anymore. For right now, we're still like working on a deal with them. He said, my dad needs pheasant ammunition. <laughs> I called around a couple places, and nobody has ammunition because people are hoarding it. There's a nationwide shortage. Can we call Bass Pro Shops and get free pheasant mm-hmm. ammunition? That was a segment for you, Ray? Yeah, that was kind of just like a thing to show out to my dad. Like, I got connections. That's what's up. See, the show actually is doing some good for my family and helping the world. Does your dad think you have a like a loser job? No, I just don't think he's very impressed. It's never like where he goes, oh, that's cool, you can do that. But if I drop some ammunition on him, I'm like, there you go, go hunting, daddy-o, you're welcome. And you thought that'd be a good segment for the show? <laughs> yeah, it made me look good to Pops. Yeah. Huh. Okay. 
Uh, and then one final one in rejected segments. Eddie wrote, I recently found out that my Keurig makes delicious lattes. So I started making a coconut latte with almond milk. It is delicious. So for only $6, you too can get a nice coconut latte with almond milk. You guys pay me. I'll bring them to work. What do you think? Come on. Come on. I can't believe you've, you've held on to that one. This I sent that one months ago. Bones, let's do it. If you want to bring someone a latte for free, do it because you're a kind, giving person. True. But do you remember when we first started, you would tell me, hey, go pick up some Starbucks or whatever on the way into work and I'll pay you. And then Amy would jump on and lunch would be like, well, why don't you bring me a hot chocolate too? So I started charging a dollar more than normal and I started making a little cash. You were overcharging us for Starbucks? crap. I never told you guys. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I would just round it up to a dollar. And so I would, at the end of the week, Bones, I was banking like $10. That's dirty. Mm. All right, which segment do we vote we want to do back of all of those? I don't like the piercing. Will it pierce? So, like, definitely strong against that one. Lunchbox, anyone you think we should bring back? Oh, yeah, I I definitely think Bonehead After Dark is just solid. Okay, that's the one you've sent. Well, okay, how about the credit card one? Credit card roulette. Mm, Well, the problem is you'd have to set a limit because... (laughs) You guys know that's part of the game. No, I'm not buying you a $10,000 watch. That's part of the game. Uh, I'm out. I vote credit card roulette. Okay, I think for sure, for sure, uh, buy stuff off Facebook Marketplace that's not for sale. But that's a, it's a good one anyway. I shouldn't have right. put that on there. Right, right, right. 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 Oh, <laughs> that's great. why I picked it. Okay, well, have have that for us tomorrow, the next day, Lunchbox. What? Blown head under dark? No, the credit oh. card roulette. All right. No, no, there. no, not the credit card roulette. No, uh, you know, you're trying to slide that in there. No, 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 no. All right, Facebook Marketplace. Try that. That was Rejected Segments. So last week, Lunchbox wrote three letters. Lunchbox, tell us about the letters you wrote. So we were talking about celebrities we wrote to his kids. So I was like, I wonder if people still do that. So I wrote to Carrie Underwood, and I was like, hi, I'd like to see you sing. I think you're cool, and I want to be like you when I get older. Will you send me a picture for my wall? I'm seven. My name's Miranda. Your Miranda voice is kind of creepy. <laughs> Miranda. And to The Rock? To The Rock, I told him, Hi, my name is Greg, and I'm a huge fan. I'd like to see you on TV. Tooth Fairy is my favorite movie. Will you send me a picture for my wall? How old was he? He's seven. They're all seven. 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 I had to stick with seven because I would (laughs) mix it up. But yeah, seven years old for Greg. And then the other person you wrote to? I wrote to Oprah and told her how cool she is on TV and that I was hoping she could come to my birthday party in May. And would she send me a picture for my wall? And I think my name was Samantha. You're asking for a lot of wall art there, buddy. Well, (laughs) I I didn't know what to ask for. What do seven-year-olds ask for? I don't know what they ask for anymore. Maybe a video. Um, a cell phone video. That'd have been funny too, though. <laughs> That's the first one. He's like, yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> so he sent these letters. It was early last week that we talked about this. We all got a good laugh about it. I sent Hulk Hogan a letter as a kid and got a card back. He was in the hospital on wrestling and I believed him. Which, by the way, have we gotten any closer to getting him on the show, Scuba Steve? Uh, he has not. Um, long story short, he blocked me on Twitter. What? And I'm trying to reach out to him. <laughs> Dang. Wait, did he block you recently? I don't know the story behind it, but it's. I guess it's been years. <laughs> I had no idea what I did to Hulk Hogan. Okay, so no progress yet on Hulk Hogan. Unfortunately not, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lunchbox, the big update from you sending out the letters is? So I put them in envelopes, and I go to mail them, and I have no stamps. 
And my wife, being the wonderful person she is, says, hey, I'll stop by the post office today. I'll mail those for you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, that night I said, hey, so you mailed my letters? Yep, they're already sent. Great. This weekend I get in her car, and guess what's sitting on the front seat? The passenger side. The letters. My irresponsible wife forgot to mail the letters, and she even lied to me when I asked her about the letters, and she just left them sitting on her passenger seat, so she's never gone to the post office like she told me she did. Wonder what other lies she's told you about your life. <laughs> exactly. Are those my kids or are they not my kids? Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I where agree. does it stop? I mean, Let's you get a s- DNA test on the air. <laughs> wow. So, okay, so we haven't sent them, or did you send them off? No, I am. No, I just found them this weekend, and the post office is closed on Sunday, and I found them on like Saturday evening. So today, after the show, I have them in my vehicle, and I am driving them to the post office, and I will tell the post office lady, listen. I am posing as a seven-year-old. Don't I do need- that. No, oh, no, 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 no. ruin it. No, 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 no. We may get some authorities called in if that's the case. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to yeah. tell her I need her to guarantee my the celebrities are going to get these letters because I have important questions for them. Uh, you know what? I just mail them. And not talk to anyone? I don't think I'd, I, yeah. <laughs> just thinking out loud here. I'd probably just stick in the mailbox and let them go. Okay. Well, You know, Forrest Gump's feather? I just hope that happens. You know, just hope that it just gets there somehow. <laughs> His feather? Yeah, in the movie, there's a feather that floats. Floats every and it lands mm-hmm. where. Okay. Anyway, lunchbox, send them out today. I will. Next Monday, we'll get a check in. Okay. And what day are you bringing your kids up so we can get the test going? Uh, whenever we can get a DNA <laughs> kid in here, we'll do it. They look just like me. <laughs> are you into my wife? I don't know. <laughs> No, that, my lunchbox admits now he's got two Hispanic boys. <laughs> uh, hold on, no, my, sorry guys, my kids have hair. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Uh, okay, next Monday we'll find out if we have any, any anything back. All right, thank you, lunchbox. It's time for the good news with producer Eddie. Tell me something good. So the struggle is real for a lot of teachers doing virtual classes just to keep the attention of these kids. Well, there's a kindergarten teacher in Washington that came up with something pretty creative. He takes his laptop to the zoo and he just does virtual field trips. So here's a clip of him doing one. It's pretty cool. Why not still go to the zoo and you guys can come with? So let's keep going. You got it. What do we have now, class? A rhino. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, and days before that, he did a virtual roller coaster where he just tipped the laptop back and forth and, whoa, we're going down the roller coaster. So he's being creative and shout out to him. I think it's pretty cool. I think the zoo thing's super cool. Yeah. The roller coaster's lame. Go get, on a, <laughs> go get on a real roller coaster, buddy. You can hey, do that. Hey, it's one step at a time, man. He's yeah. getting there. The zoo thing's awesome, though. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> What's happening, friends? If you guys want to call, we'd love to talk to you. 877-77-BOBBY. Don't forget, you can also watch us live on our Facebook page right now. There are cameras in the room. You can watch us as we do the show. 877-77-BOBBY. Let's go and do the news. Bobby's Big Story. A Virginia high school student got a rude awakening on his way to school, courtesy of a deer having a rough morning of its own. The student was surprised to find a shocked deer had busted through the front windshield of the bus he was riding in. The accident was captured on video. 
The wild scene happened on a school bus on its way to Powhatan High School in Virginia. Video shows the deer crash through the windshield and land on an apparently sleeping student, <laughs> which was identified by the TV station as a 15-year-old Brendan Martin. The deer came in through the, the front, like, you know, you pull the door handle mm-hmm. and the, that, that when you walk in the entrance, it kind of does that unfold and opens. Yeah. The, it came crashing through that. It went over that front seat and landed on the kid. Wow. So the bus didn't hit the deer. The deer hit the bus. The bus is moving. But the deer is the one that went but, through the side window. Yeah, but the deer kind of busted wow. the side. Uh, here's a clip. I was trying to sleep, dog. <laughs> I was trying to sleep. That was a deer he's, in my lap. He's 15. <laughs> he goes, uh, I think I'd have been more scared of just what happened. I wouldn't be irritated I was trying to sleep. No, he was. Uh, the deer scampers around for a bit while the bus slows down. The bus driver opens the door and the deer runs out. Well, that's it. No one was injured. They commended the bus driver for keeping the students safe. It's just hilarious when the kid goes, what's up, man? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> like someone did that to him on purpose. Here's the clip one more time of the, that kid. Sorry, bud. I think I would have started screaming. <laughs> All right, let's do more news. Bobby's other story. In controversial game show news, a Wheel of Fortune contestant got burned doing a crossword-style puzzle this week. The answer is a list of four words. Think about a crossword puzzle, Eddie. Sure. You know how the words cross, (laughs) and then you do the word and another puzzle, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's on the Wheel of Fortune board. So it's a word down, a word to the side, that's connected over here, and you just say the four words because they don't actually go together. But here you go. This is He said the word and... So he wasn't allowed to have the prize. Oh. Here you go. I'd like to solve, Pat. Right, say everything. Don't add anything. Go ahead. Soul, flounder, cod, and catfish. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry, that's not right. And uh, Danielle, it's your turn. Six fifty. L. Uh huh. What would you like to do? I'm gonna solve. All right. Say everything. Don't add anything. Soul, cod, catfish, flounder. Yeah, that's it. And it's, I thought that's yeah. what you said. And I know it's always confusing, oh. you, and, and, and David did that thing that's so easy to do. You added the and. Yeah. Oh. Here's what I know. They tell them the rules before they do that round. They're like, don't add anything. You Even just before said they it. go on camera. And then Pat Sajak says, don't, don't add, add anything. anything. I think people are just mad at Pat Sajak for the list <laughs> controversy. There was something else recently, too. I mean, we haven't talked about Pat Sajak in a long time, and I've heard three stories in the last, like, two weeks. In the history of this show, maybe once. In the last month, three times. They're on to him. No, they're not on to him. (laughs) It's not his fault. Uh, Finally, DMX's prognosis not looking good after OD. TMZ just got the official statement from DMX's rep. They said last night Earl Simmons was rushed to the hospital after collapsing at home. At this time, he remains in ICU critical condition. He apparently OD'd. Um, it was around 11 p.m. over the weekend. Heart attack. He was rushed to the hospital and is in the critical care unit. Mm. So you would know DMX from this song right here. Which, for you kids out there, this was the jam. The jam. 
Well, and this too was a song because I was working in pop hip hop at the time when this came out. I was like, this is hard. There were a couple songs that came out while I was doing radio that I thought, man, this is too hard. It'll never work. <laughs> One was DMX. Not that it would never work. I just thought it was a little too, a little too much. Now you listen to it, it sounds like bubble gum. The, another one was Papa Roach, Last Resort. Oh, that was hard. When that first came out, I was like, this is, all the kids are going to the devil. Is that cut my life yeah. in two pieces? Yeah. I was like, this is like metal. Again, I was like 20, but still, <laughs> that was hard, man. Uh, there you go. That's the news. Bobby's Big Story. Hey, let me mention this for a second. Uh, Amy's not here today. Her dad passed away over the weekend. So if you guys are wondering where Amy's been, uh, she is not here. She probably, I don't know if she's coming back this week or not. She may come back later this weekend. Uh, we had recorded a, a couple really early segments with her because I knew she may not come in till late today, depending on how it went. Uh, but she did not come in at all. Her dad passed away um, over the weekend, and uh, we talked to her a bunch. And she says, uh, pre, because she may not be on social media, that, um, thank you for all the nice messages because she's sure you guys will send them because that's what you guys do. But in recent Amy news, they checked her dad out of the assisted living center he was living in, and they got ready for him to move in with them at her house. And his health continued to decline to the point where, at the end of last week, they had to make some, uh, they had to get the family together. And it just, it, it was not a pretty situation. And I hate to have to share the news with you, but that is the case. I talked to her, I guess, late last night. And she just said she wanted you guys to know what was going on and that hopefully she would be back, if not later this week, next week. So there you go. That's the news. Did you, did you know that? Mm, did not know that. Oh. Um, Let's go over and talk to Bree in Delaware. Bree, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? What's up, Bobby? How are you? Doing pretty good. What can I help you with? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Um, so earlier you were talking about how, like, you and Caitlin, you know, you guys get little tips. You have to go off and do your thing. She's ready to, like, go right at it and get at it. So I'm the girl also who likes to, like, go, like, my thing is, like, slamming things. Like, I will open the cabinet to slam it just so people know that I'm upset. But the only thing that, that the, the, the keyword that you pointed out was you needed to go regroup so you could come back and win the fight. Yeah. Babe, that's not how marriage works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't yeah. think you understand so, um, how. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on a minute. See, I'm already getting this way. See, once I feel threatened, I just attack, right? I just scream. I got beat up so much as a kid that when I start to feel threatened, I just go. I don't like that about me. So I need not just to win. I need to go and regroup so I can think. And sure, is there strategy involved in you don't get into a fight to lose, but still, I am not good. If you come at me and I, I am so competitive, I will cut you. And I don't want to have to cut anybody. I would rather react. No, I would rather respond, respond. not react. Yeah. And I do a lot of reacting. A lot of reacting has got me in trouble on this show for years and years. People talk crap. I come on, just fire. And I go home. Like, why did I do that? Why did I just take a couple breaths? Gain my composure. Think about it. Say this. You know, sometimes you're in the shower and you go, why didn't I say this? Like, this happened to work. Why did I not say this? You <laughs> yeah, know how that hits time, you and you're like, sure. why did I just not do this? I don't want to live in that lane. I want to go collect, think, talk. And if I'm able to develop a strategy to be sane, then that work, that, that's what I want to do. Okay, go ahead, Bree. 
Okay, so I think that like to, to live in this married world that you're about to endeavor in, it's all about compromise. It's not about who wins, who loses. You can think in the back of your mind that you won or whatever, but like in the end of the day, like May 12th, I'll be married 20 years. I wish I could win every fight, but my husband and I, we choose not to bicker, not to argue. You know, we'll go off or whatever, but at the end, we come together. And it's what I'm like, I'm your age and I've been married 20 years. How he's put up with me all this time, I have no clue. But it's not about winning at the end. And I know all you want to do is win. I get it. I understand. But when it comes with you and Caitlin, it's a team effort and you guys have to compromise together. First of all, I don't win very often. Solution together. This is a new part of my life. I win about 8% of arguments at this point. So it's not just about winning, it's about at least me having my genuine perspective. Not just my reaction to things. Do you want to see something crumble? Just come to me and watch me react over and over again. That is not good for anyone, especially in my house. Because as soon as I feel threatened, I turn into the Tasmanian devil. And I'm just all over the place. <laughs> so it isn't so much about winning, but it's at least having an argument where both sides are talked about as human beings. Not just someone who feels threatened and then comes out screaming. And I'm not even a screamer. But I just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I do, though? I mentioned this earlier. When I know I'm wrong, I'm just like, whatever. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, oh that, that's my main one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's my main move. The whatever I don't want to talk about is not very good. I'm telling you that if right you're now. You're going to do this to me. I'm just not going to talk about it. That means I just lost the fight. <laughs> that's me tapping out without officially tapping out. All right, Bree, I think you're a little confused on my uh, communication style, but I appreciate the call. Hey, no worries. You're always winning, just so you know. But with Caitlin, you have to compromise. <laughs> well, I'm always losing at home. Uh, thank you, thank you. Okay, here's a couple April Fool's jokes that missed the mark, and now we're hearing about them because it's been a bit, what are we, four days after now, April mm -hmm. 5th? A uh, 58-year-old woman in Wichita ended up arrested after calling her daughter to say she'd been shot. Her understandably freaked-out daughter called police. Quote, multiple police units, probably between 15 to 20 officers from the Wichita Police Department, responded to the scene. Oh. When nobody answered the door, officers busted it down with guns drawn. Oh, you can't involve the cops in the joke? As it turns out, nobody was home. Well, they, she didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> she called yeah, the cops. Yeah, but that's something that's going to, like, turn into that. Right. It's the, it's the joker's fault. <laughs> yes. The mom was actually at work, safe and sound. Quote, through further investigation, we learned this was an April Fool's joke played on the daughter by the mother. And here is police spokesperson Charlie Davidson on why this was a bad idea. It is a danger to not only the officers who may respond to the scene, but if there are occupants inside of a residence, that could cause concern for them as well. And just the general public, as emergency services, police, fire, EMS are attempting to get to a scene quickly to assist an actual victim. They kicked the door down with guns drawn. I mean, do we really need a press conference to tell us that's, that was that wasn't wrong? The thing is, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. That's how terrible. dumb we are. Yes. <laughs> Another one. A 57-year-old woman in Ohio played an April Fool's prank on her sister last week by telling her there was an active shooter at her work. Oh my gosh. The police swarmed the place, and the woman was arrested for inciting panic and disrupting public services. Yeah. The girl's name is Pamela Sisko. She works at a plant for the Navistar Trucking Company. On April 1st, she played a prank on her sister by texting her saying there was an active shooter at the plant. Her sister called 911, and within a matter of minutes, there was a ton of police swarming the plant trying to find the shooter. 
She was arrested. She was suspended from her job. She's on the news. She's in our morning show. <laughs> there are a lot of April Fool's jokes, guys. They don't have to do these. You, you know what? Don't do a joke. <laughs> if this is what you're thinking yeah, of, don't do a joke. Don't do it. Like, we didn't do a joke. I didn't do a joke. I like to joke. I didn't do a joke. Because you have to do something big to fool someone on April Fool's. <laughs> and something big is going to end up getting you arrested for the most part. Oh, my gosh. There you go. A lot of people calling in because I mentioned earlier that if I get into an argument, really with anybody, but at the house, I like to retire, collect my thoughts so I can respond, not react. I don't like who I am when I react. And so we have some more here. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, <laughs> Brenda in Austin, Texas. Brenda, you're on the show. Hi, Bobby. Um, so I just wanted to say I fully agree with your tactics because I do that all the time. Go ahead. So anytime, me, me and my fiance have been together for 10 years now. And anytime we get into an argument, previously, I was just like you, Tasmanian devil it turned into a psycho, and it was just never pretty. So I started taking a moment for myself to regroup, and then I noticed when I started doing that, I started winning the arguments more because I had a strategy of what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. You just want to present your thoughts accurately. I get it. Hey, it's not about winning. Wink, wink. It isn't, right? (laughs) It's about love. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Brenda. I appreciate that call. Here's the thing that's been hardest for me, being engaged and living together and about to get married, that when it comes to a disagreement, for the first time in my life, I'm with someone who's smarter than I am, without a doubt. (laughs) Usually, I can just sit in there, figure my way out, because most of the time I've done something wrong. Most of the way I can really just, but I can't. It's like everywhere I go, oh, logically, you can't go here because you... I'm just like, oh, what? I can't get out. I'm stuck. <laughs> stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, Ashley in Oklahoma City, you are on the show. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. What can I do for you? Um, so my husband and I are both really competitive people, which when it comes to arguments, that can be a really negative thing in a marriage. And so what we have started doing is we made up a person, um, his name is Rick, and whenever we get into an argument or something happens, I'll be like, hey, honey, Rick forgot to put his laundry in the hamper, or Rick forgot to do the dishes like he said he was, and we just do those things, and then we just start blaming this fake person, Rick, and then we just start laughing and talking crap about Rick, mm-hmm. and it's kind of taking the blame off of either one of us and instead of getting frustrated we just start laughing and it's just a a joke and we don't take it too seriously i would use rick for everything (laughs) (laughs) no honey rick was one flirting with the trainer at the ymca Uh that was rick (laughs) it wasn't me it it wasn't me (laughs) um that's funny. I like it. I think it has a very short shelf life, though. That's what I'm saying. At yeah. some point, you're like, going to be like, there's no Rick. After two, it's you, after two times. <laughs> <laughs> I think that ends real quick. I think Rick dies a painful death. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, Ashley. I appreciate that call. Hope you're having a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. I'll mention this if you're watching. Um, I, my finger is in a splint. We had a big b- basketball kind of birthday party on Saturday for my birthday, 
and our boss Rod threw threw a ball at me at the <laughs> same time throw. someone else threw a ball at me. You had to say his name. Yeah, <laughs> it's his fault. He chunked a ball at me by accident, and it, th- my entire finger, bottom side, is purple. It's a little bit crooked. I don't think it's broken. However. Um, I don't know, and I'm not going to the doctor this yeah, week. Yeah, I don't understand that. I thought when you, you sent me a picture of the splint, I said, oh, you went to the doctor, is it broken? I said, no, I looked <laughs> online. It's just like, what are you doing? It doesn't matter if it is or isn't. Unless the bone is poking through the skin, they're just going to splint it anyway. Okay. So I'm splinting it all this week, and if it's still killing me at the end of the week, I'll go to the doctor. But it's purple, it's a little bit crooked, it hurts, I can't bend it. Do you think it's broken? I think it's probably just dislocated. Oh, and see, it, well then they have to put that back in place. Well, we'll see how it goes. I got a week in the splint. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah, so I'm doing that. My my calf that I hurt last year is hurting again. <laughs> and I was whining about this to Caitlin. I was like, oh, she goes, you're 41. You're trying to play basketball like you're 22. But, yeah, I go hard all the time. Mike D got his, his glasses knocked off his face, and they broke playing basketball. How are you feeling? Terrible. Terrible. Like the next day I couldn't get out of bed. My back hurt. <laughs> uh, my right foot hurts for some reason. My right shoulder hurts for some reason. Dude, it was bad. I think we need to stop doing the whole physical activity why? for birthdays. I love it. <laughs> That's why we played golf on Friday and then Saturday we played basketball. May have overdone it a little bit. I didn't overdo it. I didn't do it hard <laughs> enough. I'm not hurt enough. Are you hurt, Ray? No, I'm good to go. Are you? Yeah, my wife was saying, you guys are 30 and 40-year-olds, and I think Rod's in his 50s. You guys are out there playing a kid's game. <laughs> Basketball's a game for everybody. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hurting a little bit. Just, But I hadn't worked my calf in six months, and it still hurts. I think that's just a permanent life injury now oh, at this man. point, my right calf. Um, so that was good. Appreciate all the nice messages. Um, we had some B-teamers call my high school and donate to, like, the graduation fund for oh, my birthday. Awesome. Which was great. So just appreciate all that, all the messages, all the all the love that you guys gave to me. I kind of checked out of social media for about a day or so. I still watched. I just didn't post. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, you didn't volunteer. You didn't volunteer anything. Yeah. Hey, did uh, you have a good weekend though? Yeah, it was great. On again Friday after the show, we went and played golf, and that was fun. That was great. Just relaxed and played golf. And Caitlin cooked dinner when I got home. Kept it low low key. Then Saturday she planned the birthday party and. Friends came over to play ball. Basketball, ate cake. Broke my finger. Broke your finger. <laughs> Everybody got hurt. Mike <laughs> broke his glasses. Eddie broke his body. Yeah, we're yeah. good. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. But I am blaming our boss for this broken finger. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Bedford County, Tennessee. A 23-year-old woman got in a fight with her girlfriend over chicken nuggets. Not sure if it was, oh, you ate too many chicken nuggets or you didn't heat them up enough. They got in a physical altercation. Police were called, and that's when the 23-year-old bit the police officer. Wow, there's a lot of things in that story that are a bit boneheady. First of all, the big fight over nuggets, but I get it a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. But then biting the cop, that's where I go. That's your bonehead. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Here's some voicemails we got over the weekend. This is Jim from New Hampshire. Hey, I just got done listening to uh, Morgan's uh, Best Bits of the Week and uh, the one about Eddie where the uh, broken iPad. I realized that Eddie is basically turning his wife into a Karen. He makes her call when the Pizza Hut got delivered to the wrong house. He makes her call to school about the iPad. He's forcing her into being a Karen. I think you need to take a deeper dive into that and unpack that a little bit. I uh, love the show. Thanks. Eddie, you're having your wife do your dirty work? I mean, I, I, sometimes when I have complaints, instead of me calling or me complaining about something, I say, hey, will you just tell them, you know, we need a free pizza for that. And she'll do it. And sometimes she just 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll do it. But I never am the one to complain. Sometimes I just make her do it. You guys can go and listen to the best bits of the week from last (laughs) week with with Morgan and Eddie came on as her guest. I didn't realize I was making her be a Karen, though. Yeah, yeah. Here is uh, voicemail number two. Bobby Bones, I'm 15 years old, listened to the show for about two years, and I just look up to you guys, fostering kids and adopting, and um, I actually think that you are cool, Bobby Bones. I'm 15, and I do think you're cool. So you talked about that on the podcast a few weeks ago. Love you guys. Yeah, there you go, 15-year-old. Still don't believe it. <laughs> Here's Jonathan uh, from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, about your cocktail drink for your wedding. I know you keep saying you want to stay away from bones, but I couldn't help myself. She call it the Shirley Bobby for the virgin, and then Shirley Bone for the alcoholic version. So, uh, take it easy, man. Congratulations. Okay. I think we're just going to stay away from anything bone, boner, mm. bony, bone. Have you heard of anything that you like? Yeah, the... Woo, uh, Woo Suey. A suey drink? There was one. I saw a 69 one. Did you like that one? No, I'm no. not doing okay. that. Caleb right. will kill me. <laughs> uh, here's one more. This is from Stacy. Um, I know that you hate running. I just got done running and my first ultra is 60K. And I was calling because I listened to your Bobby Bones podcast the entire time. I love your guys' show and you made the miles go by fast. Thank you and love you guys. She ran 37.28 miles. That's Crazy. what an ultra is. Uh, thank you for the voicemails. You can always leave them at 877-77-BOBBY. It was like a... Suey Temple. Oh. Yeah, like the Shirley Temple. That's real good. Yeah. Okay, goodbye, friends. Bobby Bones.